he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I am Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy that you're here. Exactly. So come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Woo. This is our first time. Well, we're not. Are we creeping yet? <laughs> sure. We can creep or we can talk. We can. What, what do you want to do? Well, I, this is our first time back on the mic since the Golden Bachelor finale. Yes. And yes, a yes, lot yes. has happened, including so your very own personal bachelor encounter with, with Leslie. Leslie. So crazy. Do you want me to just unpack this yeah, all, this let's, whole situation? Let's, let's, let's Yeah, unpack. so obviously, like, as you guys know, um, I was out of town last week and wasn't able to, like, do the recap with Stephanie, which, first off, was so sad, knowing just, like, the journey that we have been on with <laughs> Golden Bachelor and how, like, excited we have been and have loved it so much. So the fact that, like, I wasn't able to do it was, like, really unfortunate, but I was, backstory, was on a trip for work in LA, had to be there, was staying at a hotel, and then... I was just walking out of the hotel, I think literally to just like go get a coffee with my coworker and walk my dog. So I'm walking out of the hotel and then all of a sudden walking up into the hotel is someone who looks eerily similar to Miss Leslie. And so I'm walking out, she's walking by and she just like walks past me and I don't think anything of it. And then I turn my coworker, I'm like, wait, do you think that was Leslie from The Golden Bachelor? Like, wait, what? And then normally I never do this, especially I feel like in LA, like you never want to like bother people when you see people. You don't want to come off as like some crazy fan or whatever. But I was like, wait, no, no, I like will kick myself for the rest of my life if I don't go say something. So I go turn around just to like double check, like, did I see what I just thought I saw? And as I walk up to like the lobby of the hotel, I literally hear, um, hi, I'm checking in for Leslie. And I was like, oh, shut up. up. Confirmation. Confirmation. Yeah. So then I go up to her and I was just like, hey, like, I'm so sorry to bother you, but I just like need to ask, like, are you Leslie from The Golden Bachelor? And she was just like, yeah, no, I am. And she was there with her son checking into the same hotel. And I had said to her, I was like, oh, like, I'm Jackie. I, like, I'm from the She's All Batch podcast. I don't know if you know us. And it was kind of awkward, too, because, like, I wanted to be clear, like, oh, no, I'm, like, I really do work in, like, the Bachelor industry. Like, I actually, like, right. am a person. I'm not just, like, some girl watching the show who wants to take a picture with you. And even that is fine. Like, if you want to go take a picture with Leslie, go take a picture with Leslie. But I was like, oh, no, like, do you even, like, know who we are? Like, I'm from She's All Batch podcast, blah, blah, and blah. She and she follows She's All Batch no, on Instagram, No, though. she knew. Because oh. at first I was like, oh, Leslie, like let me connect with you. Like, I'll give you my Instagram or whatever. Cause she didn't follow my personal page on Instagram. And then I pulled up your page. She's all mm -hmm. bachelor. I was like, this is us. She's all bachelor. She was like, I know, I know who you guys are. Like, you guys are great. <laughs> and I was like, who's we are? Wait, I just said, Leslie knows whose we are. Leslie knows who's we are. who we are. Yes. Got it. Yeah. And you know, so I will say she did, because this was Friday, so, meaning she filmed the live finale with Gary Thursday night. So this woman just had the worst night of her life, literally li the night before. I was saying to Jackie too, when she sent me the photo, there is not one person in LA more relevant than her at that very moment. It was, it's totally. not just running into Leslie on a random Tuesday. You ran mm -hmm. into Leslie the day after she like had this major breakup with the Golden yeah. Bachelor and he's now engaged like, Besides Gary or Teresa, like there's no one else more relevant you could have seen. So it's just funny that that's what your run-in was with. I know. And what are the chances at like this random hotel that like, quite frankly, like was kind of random and I didn't like being there. And the whole time was just like, I hate this place. Like I like the other hotel. I say that for work better. Meh, 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 meh. And then Leslie's like checking into, I'm not going to say the name of the hotel because I don't want to like blow up her spot or blow up the hotel as I'm saying I hated it. But um <laughs> 
Yeah. So then I, you know, I was just like, oh yeah, no, we have this podcast. And I was like, oh, you know, we've been such big supporters of you. Like we love you. We always Yeah, right. So Did you tell her you? that you were a Teresa truther? You should have no. told her your co-host is a Leslie lover. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, Imagine like, you're like, Don't can worry. I be honest, Leslie? Stephanie's I'm a, a Leslie Teresa lover. truther. Well, yeah. What am I supposed to say? Don't, oh, I actually, Leslie kind of had a hunch the whole time. He was <laughs> never going to pick you. I'm a Teresa truther. I just said like, you know, we've always been really big supporters of you. And like, you know, when your time is right and you're off contract, like come on our podcast and we would love to just like unpack everything. But I don't think that's going to happen because she's going to be the golden bachelorette. Like, well, I, I, d- I did ask oh. her. I, I said, I was like, well, at first when I said that, she was kind of sad and she was like, oh, like, thank you. You guys were like really sweet. But you could tell like it was not the time to be like, oh, and by the way, what did Gary say to you in the fantasy suite that made you think <laughs> that you were going to be picked? Oh, I wish I like asked that. But it, it wasn't the time to bombard her with like very emotional questions in the middle of this hotel lobby. But I did say to her, I was like, oh, so like, what's next? Like, do you think you're going to be golden bachelorette? And she said, and to be fair, whether they have talked to her or not talked to her, she obviously can't tell me if they really have. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said no, that no one has like talked to her about it or anything. And then she was like, do people even like want a golden bachelorette, you think? And I was yes, like, Leslie. Leslie, oh my God, we have loved the show so much. Like, we have there been so be. excited to talk yeah. about it. I, there has to be. Like, this show has been such a hit for ABC and for the franchise in general. I don't see why they wouldn't, but she had said, yeah, they hadn't mentioned anything to her and haven't talked to her about it. And she was like, so unsure if they would even want it. And I'm like, no, Leslie, we want it. And it has to be you. You're the only person for the job. I said that in the Golden Bachelor finale recap, that while I have been rooting for other women like Susan Mm -hmm. and, you know, other lovely ladies, but at this point, Truly, Leslie is the only woman for the job. And if you choose anyone other than Leslie, it will just be weird now. It would be like um, with the yeah. Ari season when he breaks up with Becca and then it's like, and our new bachelorette is Tia. <laughs> like that's just right, so right. random now. It doesn't make sense anymore. She's yeah. the only one that makes sense. So yes, there's going to be a golden bachelorette. And yes, it's going to be Leslie. You heard it here first. You did hear it here first. So yeah, so then, you know, we took a picture together. We chatted a little bit. We exchanged information. I gave her son my number as well. For some reason, like, I was like, why her son? I don't know. I Well, because he was about our age and I was like, oh yeah, I'll like, we'll connect on Instagram, Leslie. And then he handed his phone. He was like, oh, like connect with me so that I'm like, I could, I guess maybe he thought like, you know, since his mom's like older and he's more our age, he could be like the technology liaison of like, oh no, have my number. So then like we can message or whatever or email or whatever it is. So then we left. I went to go back to get a coffee. And then when I came back, the people at the hotel were like, wait, you have a podcast? Like, who was that? Who did you meet? Like, what's going on? And I was like, oh yeah, she was the runner up on the Golden Bachelor that literally aired last night. I have this Bachelor podcast, blah, 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 blah. And then um, the woman at the hotel was like, oh, wait, she was the runner-up? Like, I'm going to send her a bottle of champagne. And I was like, wait, but, like, could you send the bottle of champagne from She's All Batch? And I was, like, prepared to even, like, pay for it, too. I was like, look, you know, like, wait, they you, paid you would for be f- it? I thought you paid for it. No, it was a free bottle of champagne. No one paid for it. So oh. Don't tell Leslie that, that it was... Oh, co- God, she's going to hear this. <laughs> no, Leslie, I was willing to pay. I okay. had the card out and was like, <laughs> oh, wait, actually, if you're going to send her a bottle of champagne, send it from She's All Batch, I'll pay for it. And they're like, oh, no, we have comped bottles that we send to people all the time. Aww. And we're going to send her one. And I was like, oh, can I write her a little note? Um, and they oh, were how like, cute. I know. And at first they were like, yeah, you can write her a note. I don't think that's weird because you like just met her, right? And I was like, yeah, I'm not trying to like send her like a evil note or like trying to like poison her with like evil champagne. Like I'm just trying to say like, 
hey, Leslie, blah, 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 we love you. So yeah, we sent her a little bottle of champagne just saying like, you know, wishing you the best. I even said on there, hope you kill it as Golden Bachelorette. I don't know if she will be or not, but I, I hope it just like brightened her day a little bit and made her feel better as she has her little... West Hollywood getaway with her son, just kind of decompressing from the whole thing. Like, I hope she was laying by the pool, sipping champagne. Uh, and then she DM'd us. Mm-hmm. Yes. She Is there said, anything more there? Well, she there? DM'd you. She saying, DM'd like, me. Thanks for the champagne. And you were like, oh, it was Jackie. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure Jackie got the credit because I didn't send the champagne. So then I directed yeah. her over to Jackie Maroney underscore where mm-hmm. she then DM'd you. And yes. did you guys talk anymore? Only a little. Yeah. She said, like, thank you for the champagne. Like, you're such a doll. And I was like, oh, like, of course. Like, we, you know, like I said, we've always been such big supporters of you. And I was like, as soon as you're off contract, we would love to chat with you about your experience. And she just said, yes, I would love to. So Yay. The, the door is open for Leslie to come on whenever she's allowed. Yes. Because she did say at one point, she was like, oh, no, but like, you're going to have to like go through Warner Brothers or whatever to get the approval. And I was like, they're not going to approve Girl, us. So we, we, we just know the wait. drill. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that, like, I felt such FOMO and felt like I was, like, missing out on recapping with you. And then literally the next day, Leslie walks into my hotel right as I'm walking out of the hotel. Right. And we have this whole big interaction. It was meant to be. Someone would say that's fate. That is fate. Some would say, yes. That's so cool. There have been other Golden Bachelor updates since the finale. For one, we talked about this infamous blue dress, the $60,000 blue dress. But some people on Twitter, X, if you will, spotted basically that in previous promos, Leslie is walking around in a blue dress, kind of like when they say like, Mm -hmm. oh, go sit in the corner and drink your tea and pensively look out on the ocean, you know, like, so they can get the B-roll. That's yeah. what it looked like. It's B-roll footage. But mm-hmm. why is she wearing the dress? It's this, like, dark royal blue dress. And people are wondering, like, one, when did you film that? Right. Did you make her put the dress on after? Probably, I would say no. That's something we could probably ask our friend Leslie now. Yes, yeah, like, seriously. Leslie, here's some champagne. By the way, when did you wear that blue dress? I wonder, though, if when she picked it out, they were they like, said, put okay, it on. now put it on and let's just get some B-roll in it. And then, like, so that day of, if she were to put it on, like, for the potential proposal or breakup, they wouldn't have to do that already? Yeah, I think so, too. And it's very much like the Colton standing at the proposal yeah. area when he never even had that moment ever. That's probably right. something that was filmed. Like, hey, Colton, let's just get some B-roll of you looking at a ring before Cassie even left the season. Yeah. I think that's probably what it was. Just interesting to see, like, that's the blue dress. I mean, she looked amazing. To see the smoke and mirrors, though, behind of, like, all the planning of... of Yeah. all uh, That makes me question every B-roll shot. And I'm like, when was any of this filmed? Oh, yeah. Sometimes probably after. But we know in the case of Liz, weren't we just talking about that a few weeks ago? That, like, her entire package was filmed after the season had wrapped because she had to talk about the Nick stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's Liz from Nick's season. We didn't talk oh, yeah, about the, it. We all. talked about this on a different podcast, not on yeah. She's All Batch. But if you want to check it out, um, go for it. Right. Like you never know when they're filming these things. I want to get to this Hollywood Reporter article because this came out the day before the finale. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you I avoided this article like the plague, I was not about jumping on board and hating on the 70 something year old man. I just felt like it was bizarre yeah. timing. 
like, right as his finale is about to air, this, like, slam piece about him. Like, just why didn't this come out at any point during the whole entire season? Why now, when he's finally happy and able to be free with Teresa? But I've looked into it a little bit more since. And you read it or you skimmed it? No, I read it too. I actually, I read it on the plane yesterday too because I also had been avoiding it just being like what is there to know and I was honestly expecting it to be more salacious than it was my conclusion from all this is like so what's the issue (laughs) Gary dated someone after his wife passed away right and that's it (laughs) like okay well not just that uh people are looking up his LinkedIn profile like what I don't get is like I don't give a shit what he did for work to be honest I didn't know he was ever called a restauranteur on the show That Mm -hmm. was something that went over my head. So to say like, oh, in the actual article, it said like, oh, they left out that he also fixed hot tubs. I'm like, why is that relevant? Where does that come into conversation? You have one word to describe someone's job. What are they going to put in the lower third? Like was a restaurateur (laughs) until 55 and then he did hot tubs and then he did something with mental health and this. It's just like to describe someone's job in one word. Yeah, ex-restaurateur. That's what he did until he was 55 years old and then retired and did some other things whether that was like because he just felt like it and wanted to work or if he did want more money nothing wrong with working for some more money like who cares why do we blame him for that like this is a show who literally calls like a speech student a student going to school to be a speech therapist a speech pathologist well they called alexis waters aspiring dolphin trainer like truly these careers don't matter and are not real Right. Like, are we literally taking what the job title on The Bachelor, we're mad that it didn't list his entire resume? Why? I don't care that he owned a restaurant. I don't care that he fixed hot tubs. Yeah. So I don't get why that was even part of his whole story anyway. Like this whole article, why even go there? Also, also, he just got an Instagram like two months ago. He barely knows how to use it. You think he knows how to update his LinkedIn? Who did his LinkedIn for him? He didn't. Like, guys, let's be real here. If you care that they didn't also add that he fucking fixed hot tubs, you need to just get a life. Well, I feel like they were using it to imply that like, oh, he's maybe not as rich as he says he is. And it's like, whoever said he was, he just said he was a guy who had a restaurant and sold it and then retired and then did other jobs. I felt like this whole thing was really reaching. Even with the the stories of the fact that like he dated someone after his wife died, like, okay. But then on the show, they kind of framed it as the fact that like he hadn't dated since his wife died. I feel like people are forgetting like on television, I think you need to just be like more concise with things. And I think they like to put people in little boxes because it's easier to understand like with Gary's career. Oh, you could say, yeah, restaurateur who then fixed a hot tub and then worked in mental health or you can just say retired ex-restaurateur and then same thing with like the dating situation what is he supposed to say like my wife passed away and then I dated someone for a couple months we only kissed a few times oh she was gonna live with me but I wasn't that into it it's just like his last serious relationship according to him clearly was being with his wife and then of course he's gonna date like a normal person Right. But I don't think he needs to disclose every single person he had interactions with after his wife passed away. Like, it's his own... I don't really feel like it's even relevant to the story, honestly. I don't either, but your little summary was not... Like, it's more than just kiss a couple times, no, according no, to this no, woman. Oh, they, okay. Yeah, according to this woman, they... They lived together. For quite a while. Yeah, they were either going to live together or they did live together. And then he kind of broke it off and she had to move out. Yeah. Well, we'll get to her. I do want to point out, though, in the article, it says... 
The Hollywood Reporter has discovered several inconsistencies regarding both his work history and recent romantic entanglements that contradict the received narrative. Whether they never learned about these discrepancies or ignored them to sell a buffed up, shinier storyline for greater impact, producers presented an incomplete and misleading image of Turner, which The Bachelor helped perpetuate in personal remarks. No shit. It's TV. Yeah, like, of course, exactly. they're making a shinier, buffed up storyline for greater impact. It's a better story to say this widow hasn't dated in years and he needs to find love and he hasn't kissed mm -hmm. another woman. Why would they say, oh, also, though, there was that girl from work that he had like this little fling with and they were like right. hanging out for a few years. And why would they say that? Of course, if like if they can leave it out, they will. I don't get why we're holding Bachelor to such high standards as if they haven't done way worse than this. Agreed. A hundred percent. And it's like, guys, like, be real. You don't understand how TV works. And of course, they're going to try to make it concise. Like the normal viewer, I feel like wants clean narratives. It's just easier. And like, I don't care that he dated this woman. Like, I, I, she right. wasn't... That's she, not scandalous. Like, truly, I don't see what the issue is. Other aside than the fact from the that, fact that he's saying that he hasn't dated. But a court, what if it's, according to Gary, that wasn't something... Like, there are guys that I've dated that if they knew... They'll be like, like we never dated. Well, yeah, no, same. no. Other way, other way around, honey. Like, if, if they... There's some boyfriends that probably thought I held them in higher regard than now, looking back, yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah. Or like, oh, I've loved this many people in my life. Despite this one lasting a long time, I don't count that one as someone I really felt like I loved. What totally. if that's this? Like, what if looking back on his life in the grand scheme of things, this girl, Carolyn, who they call her in the mm -hmm. article, wasn't someone that really moved him, obviously, because they broke up. Yeah. And I think that's fine. And that doesn't even necessarily invalidate Carolyn's experience. Like, maybe for her, it was a lot Mm -hmm. more intense of a relationship and she maybe felt a lot more strongly for him and that's totally fine and valid that's what being in a relationship is especially a relationship where you broke up clearly someone was not on the same page as the other person that's right. why you break up she's like it was significant for me why wasn't it significant <laughs> for you Exactly. And especially because it was so shortly after his wife passed away, I could see how maybe Gary was clearly not in a place to be fully open to the idea of being in a serious relationship with this woman, even though maybe things were headed in that direction. I will also point out some things that are said in the article. They said they were able to fact check, um, like they, they saw text messages. Mm -hmm. And then other things don't have that reference. So oh, we're, kind, we're just kind of taking what her story and it could be like it's just like honestly a bachelor encounter that person's interpretation of what happened but if you don't have like concrete proof it's up for debate you know mm -hmm. like yeah who's to say like her saying the there was a comment that he apparently made a comment about her weight and he didn't want to bring her to some event because she had gained weight mm -hmm. that's literally we have no clue what actually was said and you right. know what made me like it made me think of like you know that TikTok trend where it'll be like the girl talking to the camera and she's like, guys, my boyfriend just said he doesn't care about me. And then you hear the guy in the background. He's like, I just said I didn't want to get ice cream with you. And like, right, it's like right. that trend. What if he said something that she felt was like a dig at her weight, but it that's not what he meant? I don't know. I feel like this could be taken in so many different directions. Mm -hmm. But for people to take away that that's exactly what happened, I don't think is really fair. I agree. I mean, I think unless there is 
proof of a conversation. It's like, like you said, you don't know the dynamics. You don't know the context. You don't know. And that's not to like apologize for him if he did say something offensive. But like, I don't know if you recorded every single thing that I ever said in my whole life, you could maybe find a couple things that weren't so nice or maybe could have been said better or maybe out of context sound a lot worse than they are. Also, if you saw the text messages, the things that they do have record of, Mm -hmm. why not print them? I mean, people printed Jed's messages with his ex. Like, why can't we see? And then another thing, I don't actually know the answer to this. I'm just asking you, Jackie. Mm -hmm. Um, When they're like, oh, this text message from Gary, do you call Gary to make sure it's him? Like, I could change Jackie's name in my phone to Gary Turner. I'm truly, I'm not doubting this Carolyn person, but I'm saying, how do they vet that? Do you then look up what Gary's number really is? Like, because how do you prove that that's him? I guess I would hope that whoever wrote this article as like a journalist did their due diligence and like did see that these messages came from Gary's phone number. But yeah, I don't really know how it works. Yeah. Aside from just looking at a phone that says, oh, this is from Gary. Right. How do you know? And there may have been more vetting. I don't know. But I right, that, right. that did cross my mind that I'm like. Well, and I don't even think that any of this is necessarily like lying. Like, I'm sure... Gary did say all those things to Carolyn and did text her a lot and all that stuff. But I just don't see why that's a problem. His wife had passed away. He was a single man. Right. Trying to figure out his next steps, trying to step a toe into dating or whatever, whatever he was doing. I did not think it was relevant. And the fact that they made this whole article to just be like, not so golden bachelor. I'm like, really? So like, what are the log lines here? He had more jobs than they said in the one (laughs) sentence that they used to describe his job on a television show and he dated someone after his wife passed away? Yes. Like, okay, Slay. Same. I I just wasn't (laughs) on board with, like, everyone hating on a 70-something-year-old man. Like, he's happy and he found love and we should all Mm -hmm. just be okay with that. And you know what? If you don't like him after this, there's a really good solution. Don't fucking watch. Like, I just don't, don't get the mentality of, like, If you have a differing opinion or you don't like something, like, we can all coexist and have differing opinions and like different things. And for some reason, like, I I see now, like, on comments and stuff, they're like, well, I used to like Gary, but he's a two-timing asshole. And I'm like, oh, my God. All right. (laughs) It's like, okay. Find a different show. But, yeah, the last sentence of this article is, by now, the gold dust was falling away. Gary was fitting more into the typical Bachelor profile. He appears distraught on camera. The only time I felt this bad in my life is when my wife died. And this is a goddamn close second. Later, he blubbered, I took a really good person and broke her heart. True, but for Gary, that should be getting easier with experience. Whoa. Dun-dun-dun. Like they're it's they're like painting the picture for you. Like they want you to walk away from this being yes. like he's a dirty rotten scoundrel. Yeah. It just feels a little bit like a reach. And especially because it did come out so soon to the finale. Like they want clicks. Like do you know how many times I got this article sent to me because Same. people were like, "Oh my god, the golden bachelor." And so it's like I didn't even click on the link for like the first few days. Yeah. I was like, "I don't care." Like, unless you're telling me Gary came on the show and this Carolyn woman is still living at his house and they're still dating, that would be one thing. Mm -hmm. But this is someone that he dated previously after his wife passed when he was a single man. Cool. Yeah, like, great. I really don't. I don't care. But the reason why we're talking about this today is because this article has carried on and now it's being brought up in interviews with Gary and Teresa. So I have a clip of Katie Couric interviewing them, and this is what was asked, and Gary 
Well, let's play the clip and then we'll talk about how okay. he, he handles the, the situation. Uh, you have said and said repeatedly, I guess, on the show that you hadn't been with anyone since your wife died in 2017. And that's been refuted that, in fact, you had a long term relationship with someone that started three months after your wife, Tony, passed away. And some pretty unflattering things have been written about the way you treated this particular woman and that there were also women you dated after that. So a lot of people are wondering what's true, what's not. Can you help us out with that? Well, I guess I could, I would say this. Um, I, I dated a number of women. Um, so, you know, the, then it becomes a, an issue of how do you define if you're in a relationship or not? Um I guess like any guy, I had a number of dates and it was one or two, but um, the well, what about this long term relationship that, you know, lasted, you know, a couple of years? It, well, it, it, it really didn't. But, you know, again, I want to focus on what's going on now. Um, you know, the important thing for me right now is is where I'm at today. And looking back on those things to me is no benefit. Gary, 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 Gary. I will say, I think he, you know that like ABC and the show like clearly prepped him for those types of questions. And I do think he could have come up with a better answer than, eh, well, like it was one or two dates. Like, um, I'm just focused, like, and completely deflecting and being like, oh, I'm just going to focus on the now and not really feeling like he had to answer to it. I think something stronger would have been what we literally had just said, being like, yeah, I did date someone for a couple of years and it didn't work out. And there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Like, that's fine. Um, And also, too, I think he could maybe acknowledge, too, that, like, the narrative that is pushed on the show is not always necessarily, like, his choice or, like, you know, they edit things out and they craft things and say certain things. So it's like he maybe did talk about Carolyn in his interviews. And it's like, yeah, my wife passed away and then I dated this other woman. It didn't work out. But now I'm really looking for something more serious. But they could have just cut all that out because it's not relevant to the story honestly and part of like the narrative that they're trying to build up they want to sensationalize a big love story it's easier to oversimplify it totally and another thing that doesn't add up to me is he said on a podcast i had to send my fingerprints to the fbi there were numerous background tests there was a psychological evaluation that was like 360 questions and then another hour of interview the vetting process is ridiculously thorough so tell me why abc didn't find any of this out then like they can literally find the guy that you pushed on the playground in kindergarten Mm -hmm. but they couldn't figure out that gary previously lived with this woman for years so they knew they knew purposely didn't show us yes all these things to me are not a crime that is not a crime i don't (laughs) what is it Uh, um okay you got me there but that is not a crime i don't care and none of that i feel like is really gary's doing it's abc yeah i don't care that abc lied to us and i don't care that gary lied to us i really i just feel like the man was single he was a single widower when he came on the show and that's really all we should care about that part is not false so like right let's leave the 71 year old man alone and let him be happy i know moving on from gary so Mm -hmm. i can't wait to get back in that recap room with you yeah one thing before that though cat posted a video basically just questioning the double standards in paradise it was not well received but i'll play what she said okay quick question so when a girl dates in paradise She's a homie hopper. But when a guy dates, 
He's exploring his options. Let me know. Who's she referring to? I think she may be referring... Well, Homie Hopper was coined by Brayden. Yeah, And Brayden, in this upcoming episode that we're going to talk about, expressed interest for... Jess. Yes. Yeah. And Jess is her one of her best friends. So I wonder if like that's him exploring his options. No one's calling Brayden like a a girly hopper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> girly hopper. Like all the comments were like saying what? Just because I think she's right. And honestly, I have I been think a she's defender right of Kat for most of this being like she it's a dating show. She's not wrong for wanting to go on a date with someone she's interested in, especially when he was dating Olivia and she wasn't even friends with Olivia. Like who cares? So, the comments. Someone wrote, no, you were just mean. Girl, it's your character. It's the way you act. Girl, it's the way you went oh about god. it. Nah, girl, you're just crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, there's a mix of good and bad. But, like, she has a point, guys. Like, yes, we've said something she's said on the show. It's not... She's had some undesirable moments, for sure. She definitely was the season's villain. But what has this podcast proved over yeah. the past two years? That, like, you can only take so much at face value. Like, we had Crystal Nielsen, who I bet back in the day, you guys all had a problem with, too. Totally. And then hearing her story and seeing that, like, it so wasn't what we were shown on TV. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I just think we need to start giving people the benefit of the doubt more. I 100% agree. Sue me. Calm down. You need to calm down. You're being too loud. Um, yeah. I have been a defender of Kat since the beginning, so I think it's fine. You know who else you were a defender of? Fucking Brayden. Well, Teresa. (laughs) But Brayden. Like, and now we've all just like, oh, wait, we love Brayden now. Like, it's so fickle. They really do. Like, everyone changes their vibe at the drop of a hat. So true. Right, because what did Brayden also did nothing wrong, and he was a villain, and everyone was like, he's so shady. How? How? I don't Tell even me remember. how he did. Exactly, because he didn't do anything. They just played scary music under his ITMs, and that was it. Anyway. Speaking of not remembering things, let's go recap Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. Will you meet me in the room? Sure. I will be there in a minute. All right, before we get in this room, guys, I am on the keto diet. I started it last week. The easiest way to fall off a diet like this, though, is when you run out of food options and you don't know what to eat. But I'm so excited to be using Factor now. It's a ready-to-eat meal delivery service, and it can help you eat well for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals that come right to your door. What's really cool is that you could choose from 35 chef-crafted meals every week, and you can select, like, what you're looking for. So they have calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus, and keto. So that's what I've been doing. So I'm literally selecting keto meals so that when I don't know what to eat, I have a ready to go meal prepared already for me. Totally. No, I think you're so right when you say that like the key to sticking to a diet, I feel like really it's just like having a plan and a structure preparing. in place. And be- yeah, exactly. Preparing. You can head to factormeals.com slash she's all batch 50 and use code she's all batch 50 to get 50% off. So that is Great savings, guys. Literally That's insane. So you're basically getting double. That's not even girl math. That's regular math. And so use code SHE'SALLBATCH50 at factormeals.com slash SHE'SALLBATCH50 to get 50% off. Happy eating. Happy holidays. 
Okay, I'm not gonna lie, I was skeptical at first when like I saw so many ads for Blitzy's silk pillowcases. I was like, can they really do that much for me? But mm-hmm. after a verified user of Blitzy pillowcases, I am here to say absolutely yes. I wake up and my hair, I have like super curly hair naturally. My hair is so silky and I get mm-hmm. those like loose, silky curls. It's just better for like your skin, your hair, the temperature of your body. And guys, with the holidays just around the corner, I think this is a really great gift that you can give to just about anyone for men in your life, your grandma, your grandpa. It also comes in gift ready packaging, which I think they'll really love. And that's really convenient. They have a ton of different prints and colors. So there literally can be an option for everyone. They have over 1.5 million raving fans and you could be next. So try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissy.com slash she's all batch. And that will get you an additional 30% off. So that's blissy, B-L-I-S-S-Y.com slash she's all batch and use code she's all batch to get an additional 30% off. Give yourself the gift of a good night's sleep with Blissey. All right, hit the music. say with this episode, I mean, this was obviously like a shorter episode of Bachelor in Paradise because the Golden Bachelor finale was longer and it was right before. Why do we not know what is going on with literally anyone? I feel like every single scene with the breakups and people getting back together and then like Kylie and Blake are all of a sudden best friends who simply oh, like can't live to without to each other on the beach. No, I have so many thoughts. Tanner's interested in Jess. Like all of these things. I'm like, why have I never seen any of these people interact ever. And then all of a sudden everything is switching up. All these people that I've literally never seen speak are giving each other their roses. And I'm like, why are you not showing us these things? It's yeah. so annoying. I think the biggest critique that people have about this season is that no one's actually invested in any of the couples. And Blake yeah. says it right off the top of this episode. He said that he feels like he's been playing paradise. And when he said that, I was like, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about you and Jess and a lot yeah. of other couples this season. Everyone just going through the motions, doing what they need to do to last another episode. Yeah. But no one actually cares about who they seem to be dating. That's what it seems like. And I think that's the issue. He said, it's like, we're just waiting for the end. Yeah. Like, that's what it seems like. And I I, I applaud Blake for leaving if he feels this way, because mm-hmm. we've been seeing this for weeks now with Blake yeah. and Jess. Like, ever since the group, and it's like, Jess, is Blake your number one or something? And she's like, uh, I don't know. Like, that whole awkward moment. Yeah. Ever since then, it's been super awkward with them. But they've been playing Paradise and kind of mm-hmm. just doing what they needed to do, giving each other roses. But, like, you knew that you weren't going to walk away engaged, Jess. Like, why are you... What are we surprised about here? No, I totally agree. And I think the other jarring thing, too, was just seeing all of these people that, like, had never once expressed interest in each other. All of a sudden, there's roses up for grabs. And it's like, oh, Tanner is so interested in Jess. And, oh, Mercedes and Jordan all of a sudden are exchanging roses. And it's just like... Why have I never seen you guys talk or interact before this? Yeah. Also, Jess, when she, like, she takes the breakup hard. And, like, you can also be upset about a breakup even if you know it's not right. So I'm not knocking her for that. But she cries and says she just wanted to be in love. And I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem with everyone. Because Lauren Conrad once said, if you go out looking for someone, you're looking for anyone. Because it's not, you're not trying to find, Mm, like, the right person for you. You're just looking for someone who may be also interested back. 
back. Right. So I feel like, you know, you teamed up with Blake because he also liked you back and that's fine. Right. But that doesn't mean that that's the person you're supposed to be with. And I think all these couples are just doing what they need to do to remain relevant versus actually find someone. Right. And I think the play here too, these days, like we know they just want to stay on the show as long as possible. Like their future endorsements are on the line mm-hmm. for staying on a show for as long as possible and gaining like a following and having some sort of storyline. And the easiest way to do that, the way the show is structured is just pick a person and keep giving each other roses till the end Mm -hmm. and then break up. Like it it really is just not a show made and structured in a way to really explore all your options. Because as soon as you do that, you risk getting kicked off the show. Or you get called a homie hopper. Exactly. I have in my notes, why does Jess think she's a horrible person? Also, they were never uh-huh. a strong couple. Why is everyone shocked? Right. They're more shocked that Blake is leaving and giving up TV time. Truly, right. that's that's the vibe I got. Like, when Kylie ran after Blake, which we need to get to, because, mm-hmm. like, literally, I feel like Bachelor Nation disagrees about a lot of things that happen in the Bachelor franchise, but I can confidently say the one thing that all of Bachelor Nation agrees with is everyone is confused about Kylie running after yes. Blake. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> what, like, literally... I blame ABC because if they had this like crazy friendship this whole time, why did you choose for the first time to show anything between them to be this scene? I know. It's just, and that's what's going to help us be more invested in the couples and the people on this beach is if we actually see their relationships and like who they are as people. And that's what's been missing this whole season. I don't know who anyone is. Literally, no one. Do you think that ABC was being shady with that though? I feel like they know what they're doing. To show Kylie going after Blake, getting right in his face. Like, they were close enough that they could have kissed. She said, I can't be here without you. She says, I'm scared to finish Paradise without Blake. Tell that to Avon. Like, what the fuck? If I was Avon watching that, I'd be like, regardless of how close you are with Blake, which I am unsure about that because... Because we've never seen it. Yeah. But, I mean, we don't fucking... You can't trust the edit either, so I kind of am fighting both sides of the argument here. Oh, but, like, interesting, yeah. why can't you picture Paradise without him? You should not be able to picture Paradise without Avon, the guy that you're right. in love with. I know. Am I the only one who kind of also was like, is there a little, like, spark here? Like, well, I wouldn't know because I've literally never seen them interact or seen the dynamic <laughs> of their friendship or whatever. But at one point, Kylie was like, is there no one else here you'd, like, want to give it a shot with? And Blake just kind of, like doesn't really say anything and then is like "Mm, gotta go bye and i'm like ooh, but would blake want to give it a shot with kylie i wouldn't know i don't know the dynamic so the the sparks i feel like the sparks one way i feel like kylie wants blake to stay because she wants the eye candy and blake truly wanted to go you think blake also liked kylie back with his response no i think maybe blake liked kylie kylie doesn't like blake in that way she likes avon but like will welcome the attention. So then we have this weird, like, friendship vibe. I wouldn't know, Stephanie, because I have not seen them interact ever. Yeah, it was the weirdest scene. And you have to think, guys, ABC can cut any scene they don't want us to see. Why did they let us see that? It was fucking weird. Or do you think maybe there's a whole opposite end of this argument where, like, they are not friends, literally have never been, and they were like, hey, Kylie, go tell Blake that you, like, really want him to stay and, like, and, and he's she like, just uh, went who up. are you again? What's your name? Right, exactly. Although I don't know why they would want that either. Because, right, like we didn't gain anything from that scene. Except confusion. Like, yeah. I feel like everyone collectively, all of us watching, were like, wait, what? I know. Like, I don't even think, I didn't even consider them, like, acquaintances. 
Granted, no. I'm sure these people get close being on the beach. I'm sure they're yeah. all like one big happy family. But it was just a bizarre thing for a girl who's in, I think they are the strongest couple on the beach. I've, uh, even in Kylie. So for that person to run mm-hmm. out and say, okay, think, let's, let me prove this argument. Jade and Tanner. If mm-hmm. Jade ran out and said to another man that season, how am I supposed to finish paradise without you? Wouldn't we all be like, Jade, what the fuck? Tanner's right yes. inside. What are you doing, girl? Very That's much so. Why are we? It was just such a weird take. That's a weird phrase to say to Blake when you have a man back on the beach that adores you and that you yeah. adore too. Yeah, I know. It didn't give me friend vibes. It didn't. It gave me like, I like to low key flirt with you. Yes, exactly. But it's like, well, let's unpack that, ABC. Like, show us more. Yeah. Because that would be a really interesting dynamic of, like, Kylie's with Avon, but she really likes to flirt with Blake. Maybe Blake even kind of, like, likes her a little bit. Like, that seems like an authentic love triangle that I would be here to see. Yeah. I have in my notes in big letters, Blake for Bachelor. I I feel like this sets him up perfectly. I agree. They never will do it. Or maybe he would never agree to do it. I don't know. I think he would. I never thought, based on our interview with him last year, it was last Mm -hmm. December, I think. Yeah. I thought he would never go back to the show. So I was very surprised when he walked down on the beach this season. Pleasantly surprised, but surprised. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think he would welcome the opportunity to be The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. It's just timing, though. Because now we have Joey. Then we're going to get someone else. Then Then we're going to have Leslie as Golden Bachelor. Exactly. Like, it's your timing has to be right. And if The Bachelor wasn't already named Joey, it would have been Blake. Because this timing works. It would have been so much better. They should have just never named Joey. And then... Named Blake after because when would did they... you hear about Michael Stagliano's beef with Joey in the recap? Yes, <laughs> he's like what? Because he had the same thoughts that we did. Like when Joey was on the pickleball date, literally no one cared. No. I think that says a lot. I and I like Joey. He's super cute, and I liked him on Charity Season. But like I don't know if Tyler Cameron was the Bachelor on that pickleball date. I think they would have given him a lot more attention. I agree. Just saying. Yeah. No. It, it is nothing personal for. Joey, but I I do feel like he was just kind of like the default pick of just like, oh, well, he was the runner up on the last season, so he has to be the bachelor. But even in seeing his promo, and I think Michael Sagliano said this a little bit too, it's like, why are we supposed to care about him? Like, what's the hook? Like, what is the storyline other than he was the runner up on charity season? Like, there's nothing really pushing that forward. Yeah, remember, you didn't even know he played tennis. No. Remember, he had his hometown (laughs) date like on a tennis court, and you're like, why are they there? I don't even know. I know. Well, moving on to Mercedes and Tyler. Girl, props for calling Tyler out. Mm -hmm. I really appreciated this scene. Uh, She basically calls him out for not trying, which he hasn't done in weeks. Yeah. She brings up the distance thing and says, everyone is from everywhere here. So if distance is your issue, basically you're full of shit. Because, like, right. literally all of your options are from all over the country. It's once again giving, I picked someone to stay on a show. And yeah. they had no intention of ever trying to pursue a relationship with them afterwards. Because, yes, to Mercedes' point, every single relationship, most of them, you would have to be doing long distance, at least for a period of time, once you get off the show. Right. It's giving, I'm milking this 15 minutes for as long as I can. Mm-hmm. He said, the last rose I gave you was to see if the spark would come. I know, rude. I was like Reese Witherspoon when she throws, like, the box of chocolates at the TV, and I'm like, liar! I'm I know. i out of my TV, because, like, what do you mean? You don't give a rose to someone to see if a spark will come. Especially since you were acting to her that the spark was already there. 
Right. You do if you want to keep staying on a show. Yeah. Which is really... And I think now, so the finale is next week. We're getting to the end, which is why I think all of this is now being revealed. Because they're like, all right, it's one more episode of television that I'm missing out on by just like going now. Maybe I don't need to fake it anymore. Like I've made it to the end, essentially. Now Mm -hmm. all the couples next week will be like end game couples. But it is kind of interesting that next week is the finale. And we have so many like, quote unquote, new couples that are like just finding each other now. Like Mm -hmm. Jess and Tanner and now... Mercedes and Jordan. Merce- okay, can we talk about Jordan and Rachel? What happened with that? Well, we see a scene where she says she's all in on Jordan. Right. And, and then now she- Jordan's being flaky. Like, Jordan, the one reliable person this whole season. Now you're flip-floppy and now you want Mercedes? But why? I don't understand why. As far as we all knew, everything was great with Rachel and Jordan. And we were so invested and they had such a wonderful date. And Rachel was so happy that he was here and she tells him that she's all in. And then he's like, mm. No. Why? I'm going to use Jackie's Tyler Cameron logic, though, because I had the same argument for, like, after Hannah left Jed. Why won't Tyler just take her back? You loved her so much. Mm -hmm. Maybe Jordan's like, no, girl. Like, I really was here, and I really did like you. And then you, like, were splitsies between Between me and Tanner. And And it wasn't until Tanner roasted you on that other date that now you're all in on me. Why did it take that? Okay, that's actually sound logic. I agree with Jackie's logic, and I will say that that (laughs) makes sense. But if that's the reason, and I would have liked to hear it, though. If if that's the reason, why are they cutting out those lines? Because I'm confused being like, wait, Jordan, I thought you really liked Rachel, and I was so excited that you guys were giving it a second chance. Why? He's like, I liked her, but then Mercedes became single, so now I like Mercedes. I know. Don't the girls talk when... Mercedes gave the rose to Jordan and it shows Rachel. She's bummed. I know. Like, I think if Rachel gave the rose before Mercedes, I think Rachel would have given it to Jordan. I agree. And I think would Jordan have said no? No. No. He would have taken it. Yeah. So it's obviously strategic ordering on um, whoever's deciding who's giving out roses first. Again, similar to the Blake situation, though, I was proud of Rachel for just being like, all right. Clearly, if Jordan's off the table and accepting a rose from Mercedes, there is no one here for me. Like, I'm going to go. Wait, but what about the fact that Brayden admitted that when Rachel's leaving, he's like, I should have never went on a date with Becca. I messed things up with a girl that I really connected with. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually here for a post reunion Uh, of Brayden and Rachel. And maybe could remember when we've been saying all season that when they showed Brayden and Rachel sitting together yeah, yeah, yeah. and Jesse's like, what's going to happen with them? Yeah. Could it be that like, you know, they left separately, but he may reach out to her after and be like, Hey, I like, hope so. I, I made a mistake. Like I really, he explored his options too much. Also cat's right. He is a homie hopper. 100%. Like, why? He hopped from Rachel to Becca right. and then trying to give Jess a box of chocolates. I know. Where'd you get that? Brayden, did you go to Rite Aid? <laughs> You know a producer's like, hey, Jess really likes chocolates. Yeah. Here. Oh, absolutely. Do they just have like a bag of tricks of like anything that the person may have said that they liked? I they always so. pull shit out. I, I remember like Tia or someone in a previous season like liked hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. With Colton. I, remember when it was Tia Colton. and Colton were dating? Yeah. What a time. What so a much time. has changed. But he's like, hey, Tia, here's a table full of hot dogs. Where did you get that from? Right. Colton? I mean, we, we know where they got it from, but it, it sometimes is always shocking to me that like the general audience is, thinks that 
Colton went out and bought 95 hot dogs at the local <laughs> CVS. Wait, in my notes though, actually, Michael, Olivia's guy, Michael, mm-hmm. makes her like a makeshift basketball court. And she's like, this is so sweet that he did this for me. And I'm like, but he didn't. Where did he get all his basketball tools? Like he did not make you a basketball court out of no. like bamboo. No, but he did say to a producer, hey, can I have a basketball court for Olivia? And that is something to make the effort to ask for a basketball court. I mean, is it? Yeah. No one else asked for a basketball court. Or it's a producer going to Michael and saying, hey, you should do something nice for Olivia. Like a basketball court. Doesn't she like basketball? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, why don't we rub some sticks together and make a hoop? Like literally, wasn't it like literally something you'd make in camp? Yes. It was like made out of sticks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. With the whole Rachel and Braden thing, um, they were both at the golden finale, not sitting together, but like both there. Yeah. Maybe there's a chance for reconciliation. I'm down. Well, so is the episode finale next week going to be, or I guess this week now, going to be live? Like the same type of thing that they did with Golden where like- I don't think so. You watch something well, let, and then it me- cuts to live- And if it's not, that's kind of bullshit. With the final rose ceremony complete, will the remaining couples finish out paradise with an engagement or will their connections crumble like sandcastles? Apparently because there's no in between. It's just you get engaged or you crumble like a sandcastle. Right. Relationships continue to be tested with more couples considering leaving the beach while love also continues to blossom at the very first paradise wedding. All will be revealed on the three-hour season finale. So there's no mention of the fact that there's any live portions. But it's three hours. Yeah, they've got some nerve. I spent. It's like you got like four or five couples that no one's invested in. We don't need three hours to figure out if they're going to get engaged. No, which makes me think there must at least be some sort of like, and let's cut to the studio live vibe. But who knows? Three hours literally kill me, Jesse Palmer. So that guy, Taylor, who like literally didn't get a date, didn't really talk to anyone, didn't get much of anything. Mm -hmm. His last moments on the show just gives a rose to Tanner and Taylor walks up like the poor guy has been through enough. I know that was really sad. That was sad. And awkward, embarrassing. And it just just goes to show it's like that's something they could have cut out. But instead, (laughs) yes, exactly. But they choose to keep it in. I know. Yeah, well, then Rachel self-eliminates, which we know. Mercedes gives the rose to Jordan. Tanner, or Jess and Tanner are now together. But, like, you know next episode, Jess and Tanner are going to say, well, we really like each other, but there hasn't been enough time to explore this, so our sandcastle is going to crumble. Exactly. Like, Mercedes, hey, Jordan, we really like each other, but there really isn't enough time to build our sandcastle. So all that time, uh, Olivia and Michael even, like, they're not going to get engaged. No. Thank you for that makeshift basketball court, but I cannot marry you. (laughs) Yeah. So they're also going to leave the beach. Like, it just, it's a very predictable finale, so not Mm -hmm. quite sure why we need three hours to unpack it. But you know what? That's the way the cookie crumbles. That is the way the cookie crumbles. Do you think there'll be any sort of, like, fun announcement or something? I bring that up to say, I think someone posted this in our Facebook group. There's a video post with Susan and Kathy being like, oh, the finale, blah, 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 blah. Like, it it just made me believe in the process of love love so much and like we're gonna get our second chance stay tuned wait what it's susan and kathy from the golden bachelor so last night's show wow unbelievable first uh, my heart was breaking for leslie and then we were thrilled for oh Teresa. are they a perfect couple a I mean, joy 
They are so happy. I got to bond with both of their families, and there's so much more to come. And do you believe in this process now? I so believe in love. I believe in the process. And you know what? We have our second chance at love coming, right? It's coming. It's coming. So we'll be back. There's more. There's what? More. What do you? What does it mean? What does it mean? Like, I mean, I would love a golden paradise or something of that nature because I don't think they would ever do a double golden bachelorette with Susan and Nancy, although I would watch the shit out of that show. But like, like we said, it has to be Leslie if they're going to go in that direction. But I do think a fun, more creative thing could be some sort of golden paradise or like someone even wrote in the comments some sort of like um, golden paradise, but winter games um, Ugh, I Winter Games was canceled for a reason, guys. Like, Winter <laughs> Games sucks. I don't need to see you do, like, ski games. Like, snowball fights and shit. Yeah. I don't need to see that. Right. Exactly. But Or maybe something even, like, like it's all of Askin, and there's four of them, and then there's, like, a bunch of guys. I don't know, but what well, does it mean? That's such a cryptic little video from Susan. Yeah, Susan's going ham on social media. Like she literally posts. I'm living for it. I'm like, you get that bag. You capitalize on your 15 minutes, girl. She posts a feed post like every 20 minutes. I'm like, Susan, girl, (laughs) you're like living the dream. But um, everyone's saying Golden Bachelor in Paradise can't happen until there's a like a guy's. Why? Why can't there just be all of Gary's women go down to paradise and then they just send down eligible hot guys in their age range? I agree. I do get it would be nice to know the guys and be invested, but like we are all so invested in those women that I actually don't care. I 100% agree. I think they could do it. And that might hmm. be something that, as much as like I would love a Golden Bachelorette season with Leslie, it's kind of, you know, okay, we're super invested in Leslie and her journey. But we wouldn't be invested in all those guys versus, like, at the very least, we'd be very, very invested in half of that cast on Golden Paradise. All of those women. Right. Throw Leslie down there, too. It's Leslie. It's Susan. It's Kathy. April? My queen, April. <laughs> Ugh, I, I love April so much. I think she's so funny. She should wow. be Golden Bachelorette after Leslie, of course. You heard it here. More to come with those ladies. Um, let's Let's wrap up this paradise we have one more episode to go. Three hours. Yeah. Buckle up. <laughs> we can do and, it, guys. Uh, yeah. Let's get out of the room. I think so. All right, guys. We've officially made it to December, which means it's time for 12 days of deals at Honey Love, which is our go-to for the best bras and shapewear. Honey Love, between December 1st and the 12th, they're doing all types of amazing deals and sales on their website. So definitely go check it out. We have a code for 20% off site-wide if you go to honeylove.com slash she's all batch two zero. And you can stock up on the greatest bras, shapewear, leggings, like bodysuits. Jackie's obsessed. Mm-hmm. No, I am obsessed with their bodysuits. And guys, it's a different deal every single day out of the 12 days of deals. So definitely check it out every single day. Like, will it be a partridge in a pear tree? or will it be a deal on some of their great bodysuits, which I have several of them. We also really love their superpower short, guys. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between the areas where you want more support and the areas where you need less compression. So it really gives you that sculpted, shaped look without feeling like you're squeezing some of the best parts of your body, yaddy, yaddy. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save up to 20% off site-wide at honeylove.com slash she's all batch two zero. 
this month only. And so after you purchase guys too, they'll ask how you heard about them. So support our show and say that we are the ones that sent you. It really does help us in the long run. So it's time to ditch that underwire for good. Thanks to Honey love. I said it once and I'll say it again. Lumi whole body deodorant changed my life. <laughs> like truly, if you are struggling with any type of body odor and you don't know why it's happening, where it's coming from, you're a clean person, you shower all the time, you may just need Lumi. Lumi is game-changing whole body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to work not only on your armpits, but also your feet, your privates, beyond, anywhere on your body. It's called whole body deodorant for a reason. So Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long. Thanks to its one-of-a-kind, pH-optimized formula, and they've gotten over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it, and I am one of them. Lumi's starter pack is actually really perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice. So you can choose from things like the mini body wash or their deodorant wipes, which like I swear by a deodorant wipe. You know what I mean? If you're just like carry them around in your purse and you want just like a little refresher throughout the day, just do a little swipe, swipe, you're good to go. Also, you do get free shipping, which is slay. We have a special offer for our listeners. New customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with our exclusive code and link. Oh, and this is great because normally too, the code would only work for new customers. And for a limited time, returning customers can also get $5 off their next purchase of $30 or more by using code she's all batch at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E. D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Thank you, Lumi, for making this holiday season smell a whole lot better. Don't forget Coach She's All Batch. All right, guys, we are going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. Even though we started the show with a pretty impressive Bachelor Encounter from the Jackie. The ultimate but Bachelor Encounter, if you will. If you're new here, Bachelor Encounters are when you submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about those stories on air, and it's a good time. Such a good time. So we're going to read some. This person writes, hey, finally have an encounter. So excited. Perfect start. Mm -hmm. I'm very eager to see why you're excited. Mm -hmm. I went to my boyfriend's company down to SLS in Miami. We were at a pool party where one of his coworkers who knew I was a huge Bachelor fan told me Clay was there. We went over as a group and he was so nice and chatted with us for a few minutes. I took a picture. She sent the picture. Clay is shirtless and looking fine. Sorry, he's shirtless, but his, like, sunglasses are in the middle of his chest, and I'm just wondering how <gasps> that's possible. Oh, my God. Because he's shirtless, though, so, like, does he have a clip onto his skin? Wait, I want to see this picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do I how do I send this to you, though? I may have just... I'm, I'm going to email it Just hold it up to the camera. Oh. I can. It's not on my phone. I save them on my desktop. Hold on. Okay. Because I wanted to get to the bottom of this. Okay, hold on. Guys, don't worry. I'm sending Jackie the evidence. We're going to figure out what's going down. He has sunglasses in the middle yeah, of his wait. chest, but he's shirtless. <laughs> like, how is that happening? Maybe he has, like, a very thin, like, necklace on, and that's, or, like, a chain, and that's what's... Yeah, maybe we, we have to ask the person that submitted this encounter, was he wearing a sunglass necklace? Because <laughs> I'm confused how these sunglasses are floating. Yeah, my my guess has to be that this is like a chain or a necklace of some sort, and then he hooked his sunglasses onto it. Or there's some new product on the market where you can literally hook your sunglasses to your bare chest. Maybe he has like a Velcro strip stuck to him and then Velcro on the end of his yeah. his sunglasses, and then he sticks the Velcro onto the Velcro, and it's for easy access when he needs to have a little shade on his eyeballs. Right, so right, then he right, takes right. off the glasses and rips it like the sound of Velcro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
and then puts on his glasses and the Velcro is still stuck to the glasses because he has yeah. to keep the stickiness there. Uh-huh. So maybe it's a new thing. Yeah. Honestly, submitter, please sound off in the comments below and let us know. Yes. Okay. This next one. I saw Bachelor live on stage before COVID. <gasps> before COVID. That's when it was good. It was March 11th, 2020, and a friend and I got VIP tickets to see the show at a theater in downtown Minneapolis. At the time, it was hosted by Ben and Becca, and Sydney from Colton Season was a dancer. Yes, we know. <laughs> we were all kinds of surprised the show was still on because of COVID concerns. And during the intermission, I looked at my phone and I saw the breaking news that Tom Hanks tested positive. I like remember being in yeah. real time when that happened. He was like the first celebrity to really get COVID. It seemed like that was a turning point for the world because the show was supposed to go to Kansas City the next night, but ended up canceling the remainder of the tour. The Bachelor was a local Minneapolis guy and all the girls were local too. Oh, so this is before they staged fake Bachelors. Yes, this is like what, when it was really like a, a live dating show, what it was supposed to be. But then I, when they brought the show back after COVID, I think maybe they were concerned about, I, but they were still having people on stage, so I don't really get it. But yeah, then it was fake. I don't remember a ton about what the actual show entailed, but I do remember that Becca's mom came out and answered a few questions because Becca is from Minneapolis. Garrett and Becca were also still together at the time, and at one point, Garrett came on stage with their dog, Mino. After the show, those of us with VIP tickets went to the basement of this theater and had a little Q&A time with Ben, Becca, and Sydney. I asked Ben what it was like to podcast with Ashley. He said Ashley's one of the most genuine people he's ever met who wears her heart on her sleeve. After the Q&A, we were allowed to take pictures with Ben, Becca, and Sydney, but because of COVID, we couldn't touch them. We had to stand in front of a janky rope and awkwardly squat in front of them. Oh my God. And that's it. At that point, just don't do the pictures. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Why are we, like, it's like they're like a statue in a museum. Like, yeah, it's weird that you were able to, like, go backstage and talk to them, but then for pictures, have to squat six feet away. <laughs> Sorority squat in front of them. That's like if you were, like, at a, what's the museum called where there's dinosaurs? <laughs> the Museum of Natural History. Okay, you can't go in front of T-Rex because you can't touch it, but you have to, you could squat in front of T-Rex to take a photo. That's like, Ben is essentially like just a bunch of fossils. Yes, that is a perfect <laughs> analogy, actually. I would argue they could get closer to the dinosaur than probably um, <laughs> Ben and Becca during this time. Agreed. Okay, this last one. Are you still doing Bachelor Encounters? I actually have one that I've held off on sharing. A while back, I sent an, in well, yes, we are doing them. Clearly. Yes, obviously. A while back, I sent an encounter about going to Audrey's and meeting Ashley and the baby. Since I'm from Rhode Island, it's a super small state. I've seen Jared out and about a couple of times over the years. My encounter, however, isn't really my encounter, which is why I didn't share earlier. Anyway, one of my closest friends from childhood ran a camp at the local children's hospital for kids with cancer and their siblings. Jared was one of the volunteers for her camp for years. He mentioned it in his bachelor bio. He continued volunteering after Caitlin's season and after his first season of Paradise. My friend said he was amazing with the kids. She also said that after Paradise, the fans got super crazy and she had to shoo them off when they were on field trips with the kids because it was affecting the trips. My friend was the most amazing person. She battled cancer herself in high school, and she then dedicated her life to helping kids with cancer. Sadly, she passed away in 2021 after a short battle with a very aggressive cancer. It's hard around Christmas missing her so very much. My husband recently told me that he just received a generous donation to the clinic uh, slash camp that my friends worked for, and the donation was from Jared. Aww. If you read this on the pod, I want to thank you for sharing about my friend's legacy. This is so sad. 
I want to thank you for sharing about... Ah, I'm oh, so no. emotional lately. I want to thank you for sharing about my friend's legacy and how amazing she was. If you don't, thank you anyway for having such an awesome pod. Ugh. See, oh, I love when people trust us and feel like they can share such wonderful and personal stories with us. This is like one of like the best aspects of doing this podcast. So thank you so much for sharing such a beautiful story about your friend. And I'm happy that we could read and like share her legacy on the podcast. Yeah. You brought Stephanie to tears. But we wish you like peace this Christmas and we mm-hmm. hope that you can um, cherish your friend's memory. Yeah. And also I would ask that, can you please send us the link for where we could donate because we would love to donate in honor of your friend this holiday season. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And also like this, well, the story was about Jared. So cool that he donated and like, he's not donating to share with it. You know what I mean? Like he's not trying to get like props for it. He's doing it because he's just a good guy. Totally. No, I mean, Ashley and Jared really are such lovely people. And it's just, it's nice to hear things like this that really just confirm the view that we had when we had met them and interacted with them. It's just really sweet. Really sweet. Well, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want to submit, hey, you never know. DM me and we may read about it next week. All right. Well, that is our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you like us and you listen on a regular basis, go ahead. Go rate us five stars. Go write something nice. It's good to spread kindness. It is the holiday season after all. And also make sure wherever you're listening, you subscribe in any Mm -hmm. Like on Spotify, I think it's the follow button or something. Depending on where you're listening, it may vary what it's called, but subscribe so the episodes come straight to your phone. But if you want to get these episodes a little bit earlier, we have ad-free versions of our episodes up on Tuesdays as opposed to Wednesdays. Um, And you can check that out at patreon.com slash she's all batch. Speaking of patreon.com slash she's all batch, we have a new episode that just dropped. It's a video episode and it's behind the scenes making of the pod, Mm kind of like making of the band from MTV, but it's making of how we put together the episodes each week and how it's not just two girls talking about TV on a microphone for an hour. Like there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes that I think would be really interesting to see. Also, for our Patreon subscribers, guys, we are giving away for the holiday season 10 vibrators from Dame Products. Dame Products is gifting us with 10 Eva vibrators to 10 of our listeners. So we are going to be putting up a post in our Patreon. And the pool is a lot smaller in there. So your odds of winning are a lot higher. And basically, we'll explain how you can enter. But uh, yeah, if you're thinking about joining Patreon, now's a pretty good time. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of great episodes coming for the month of December. Plus, you can be included in this giveaway. So head on over to patreon.com slash she's all batch. And thank you to Dame Products for allowing us to spread some Christmas and holiday cheer this season. Totally. One more shout out. If we're making it to the end of the episode, I think this person would make it to the end. I want to give a shout out to Fots Erin Wilder. Girl, did you see what she was writing in our Facebook group? Like she, we were like one of her top podcasts for 2023. Oh, yeah. And she Very was so sweet. sweet. And I just wanted to say thank you to Erin. Your positivity really did like make our day. And sometimes like with negativity on the internet, it could get easy to get like roped up into that. But your messages reminded me that there really is so much positivity out there on the internet as well. And I thank you so much for listening every single week. And we love you. And you know what? If you made it to the end and you are still listening and you hear this, Erin, I want you to DM me because mm-hmm. I want to send you a She's All Bachelor shirt. 
for the holidays. Oh, so I'm just sweet. feeling so giving Love this it. holiday season. So yeah, and maybe we'll do that again next week if there's another mm-hmm. thoughts we want to give a surprise gift to. But you know, it's really only for the, the end of the episode club. Totally. Not everyone belongs in that club. Right. The real ones are here. The not real ones exited <laughs> yeah. out after our last Bachelor encounter. Yeah, totally. All right. Well, we'll be back next week because we don't have... Uh-huh. There's no recap, right? Oh, yeah. Sad. This is it. Actually, next week is going to be a little bit cooler. Oh, yes. That's next, next week. Next week will be Do very we tell them? cool and special. All right. We won't tell you why, but next week will be very cool and special. Okay. <laughs> Chew on that for a little bit. Leaving we'll a little week. bit of mystery. Yeah, yeah. Always leave them wanting more. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Well, is that it? I think that's it. Goodbye, bitches. Goodbye, bitches.